angle. This is interesting. (laughs) The reading today is from Deuteronomy chapter 11. And it's verses 1 to 7 and then 18 to 20. And it will be up on the screen. Love and obey the Lord. Love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws and his commands always. Remember today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God, his majesty, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed and the things he did in the heart of Egypt, both to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his whole country. What he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, how he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea as they were pursuing you, and how the Lord brought lasting ruin on them. It was not your children who saw what he did for you in the wilderness until you arrived at this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab the Reubenite, when the earth opened its mouth right in the middle of all Israel and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and every living thing that belonged to them. But it was your own eyes that saw all these great things the Lord has done. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Are you reading any books or following any series on the radio or TV at the moment? I am currently reading The Thomas the Tank Engine Man, The Life of Reverend W. Audrey. Does anyone remember reading Thomas the Tank Engine books to their children? Yes, you are allowed to own up. It's all right. I remember t- going with my, um, taking my nephews or going with my nephews and nieces to uh, Thomas the Tank Engine weekends at Steam Railways. So, uh, anyway, um, these small illustrated children's books about Thomas the Tank Engine featuring the adventures of Thomas, Percy, Henry, Gordon, as well as many other characters. The original stories were first told by Reverend Wilbert Audrey to entertain his son Christopher 
aged three when he was sick with the bout of the measles in 1943. But since then, over the next 80 years, Thomas the Tank Engine has become a global icon with the TV series shown in over 180 countries. His son, Christopher, actually took over the writing of the stories himself in 1972. And in 1973, Andrew Lloyd Webber approached Reverend Audrey about a stage adaptation and the railway series became the inspiration for the 1984 musical Starlight Express. Our passage today from Deuteronomy chapter 11 page 189 of your Bibles, if you want to follow it, includes these words in verses 18 and 19. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Now, unlike the fictional yet seemingly real Thomas the Tank Engine, the Jewish people looked back on a real-life event, the delivery of the Jewish nation by God from slavery in Pharaoh's Egypt through miraculous signs and wonders. And the destruction of Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. Yet 40 years on, on the brink of entering the promised land, Moses reminds the people that it is important to remind the children, the next generation, of what God has done, since they have not seen it with their own eyes. Consequently, to this day at the Feast of the Passover, the Jewish people retell the story of deliverance and salvation as the most important event in their history. For us, as Christians, we have a story based on historical facts also to tell. Our story starts with God becoming man in the person of Jesus, born in Bethlehem, an event we celebrate each Christmas. This is such an important event that Christians throughout the ages have retold the story using the accounts in Matthew and Luke's Gospels that we read at Christmas and the explanation of it given in the opening chapter of John's Gospel. 
we continue this by retelling the story in our nativity scenes. The first traditional nativity scene of the manger, Mary, Joseph, the animals and the visitors, baby Jesus, is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi and occurred in 1223 in the Italian town of Greccio, making this year the 800th anniversary. We highlight the nativity in many of our Christmas cards today, like this handmade one from our church member Kay that Helen and I received. Today, you can see nativity scenes in many churches or even town squares, and many schools perform their own versions. Winterthur performed nativity plays under the heading Experience the Story and also continue the life of Jesus with their famous The Passion of Jesus, which tells the Easter story of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection and which can be seen in Trafalgar Square in London and in other towns and cities on Good Friday. So we continue to tell and act out the birth of Jesus Christ, his life and his death and resurrection, because it is important that the next generation hears the truth and owns and believes it for themselves. As someone once said, God has no grandchildren. He only has children. In our Christmas reading of John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, it says, He, Jesus, came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. At Christmas time, especially, many of us have been fortunate to see family members from different generations together. We had four generations at two of our family gatherings. Let's do what we can to pass the good news of Jesus on to the next generations with what we say pray and do. The Bible commentator Matthew Henry sums up this passage in Deuteronomy with three important points. Let our hearts be filled with the word of God. Verse 18 says, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Secondly, let our eyes be 
fixed upon the word of God. Bind these words for a sign upon your hand, which is always in view, and bind them on your foreheads. We need the word of God always before us, in whatever way you can find that works for you. Regular Bible readings, or Bible apps on your phone, or key verses attached to our fridges or message boards. Thirdly, let our tongues speak of the word of God. Let it be the subject of our familiar conversation, wherever we are, and especially with our children. Helen's mentioned this earlier in the service. For a Christmas present this year, my wife gave me a very special diary. It's for 2024, but it's full of pictures of what we have done together over the past 12 months. And as I looked through it, I was reminded of the very many things we had done and places we had visited and people we had met in 2023. On Friday, I was also looking back through my 2023 diary to pick up the key birthdays and anniversaries to put them in the 2024 diary. It's that time of year where we look back on the past year, give thanks for our current blessings and look forward to the current year, the coming year. Helen's already asked you about things that you were thankful for in 2023 and we have supplied a range of answers. As we look back in our church life, there are also many things to give thanks for. For baptisms, for Bible study courses and growth groups, for our Sunday and our midweek services and their communities, for our children's and youth events and groups, for our outreach to the homeless and the vulnerable, to our schools and to our local sheltered housing, for our worship times, our prayer times, for our church leaders, Sam, Jane, Sam, Helen, Mark, Paul and Ian and others. These things and these people Give us the strength and the courage to face the future. Most of all, for the enduring presence of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and who loves us with an everlasting love. Let us, at this time of year, place into God's hands the hands that created and sustains this world, and our lives, our hopes and fears. For as the carol, O little town of Bethlehem, puts it, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. In a moment of quiet, let's put our hopes and fears for 2024 into God's hands and trust him as the one 
who holds the future. Let's have a few moments of quiet now. We pray these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.